Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, world. Welcome to episode four of Trust the Tape. Episode four. Uh, What number do you think it really is? Like episode 25 or 30? This year? Uh, episode of all time, eleven thousand nine hundred and twenty-one. There we go. Of trust the tape. Welcome in. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh at JC1053 on Twitter. Alongside the man who's done it, he's done it. Dane Brugler at DP Brugler. The beast is done. It is. If you love the NFL draft, it is the most comprehensive reports on way too many players. You don't even need about 150 of them. <laughs> They're not even going to get picked. But Dane scouted them anyway. So, the most comprehensive draft guide in the history of planet Earth is available to you. Right out there. You! You can get inside that head. Dane's head. Dangerous place. It is. It's not A nuts. lot of 40 times. A lot of wingspan measurements. Weird background stuff. Yeah. Boy, Dane is on it. But that, that's, that's, that's the fun part of it. Because you find out things that you shouldn't know and it's fun. I, I don't know. I, maybe I find it a little too much fun. Buy the draft guide. And when you're done with that, PayPal me some money just for being here with Dane. Uh, I'll give out that email address later. But where can they download the beast? Where can they get the beast? Uh, best way is go to my Twitter, at DP Brugler. I have it pinned at the top. Uh, it's an automatic PDF download. It's not a physical copy. Um, it's the best way to do it. But I know a lot of people print it out. Uh, a lot of people are sending me pictures uh, the last 24 hours. And I I do have to say thank you to everyone. The, the messages I've received, the feedback has been tremendous. I think the best feedback I get is, oh, this is my fifth year in a row. And I mean, that's the best uh, best compliment I could receive just to know that I'm doing something right. Uh, if you continue to get it and, you know, I'm not going to be right, exactly right on every single pick or every single player, but it's something that's a resource. So on draft day, it, outside the first round, even, you know, later rounds, whenever, however you're going to use the guide, it's going to give you an uh, an idea. My job is to paint a picture of who that player is, what his background is. Uh, what kind of skill set he has as a player and how he projects to the NFL. And so hopefully that guide does exactly that. So if uh, you don't have a chance to get it uh, yet, pick it up. And uh, I promise you, if you have any interest in the NFL draft, which I'm assuming you do if you're listening to us right now, you will not be disappointed by what you find in the guide. Make sure that you have uh, paper if you're going to print it off. Well, you're you're going to want to make sure that you have do double-sided uh, a fresh ink cartridge yeah. and it's, paper. It's 261 pages, and that's with... All the font being eight point font, so yeah. it's two. I, I finished with two hundred sixty thousand twenty three words, so quite a bit of. So that'll take little, 10, 15 minutes to read. Yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you just follow along. All you have to do is open the PDF, and on draft day, you follow along. And when somebody's picked, you hit Control F, and you type in their name, and then you know them. Bingo. So while the people on TV are telling you what they think, and they don't even know, they're just making stuff up. You could read an actual <laughs> scouting report and be smarter than. Mel Kuyper in his hair. Yeah, there's 450 whatever. reports in there, so it should have you should have you covered uh, from top to bottom. Now, 
if there's a guy drafted that's not in there, will you immediately write that report and forward it to everybody that bought the guide? As long as I've seen the player, yeah. Because, okay. uh, I mean, there's there's 1,200 players ranked in the book. Uh, so, And I, I decided to cut it off at 450. But What if somebody outside the 1,200 is picked? Oh, it's possible. It's happened before. Yeah. I mean, it's because when you get to the later round, sixth, seventh round, there are some teams that if, you know, they'll find someone from the smallest school that no one's really been on, maybe only a few teams. And, uh, you know, it's something that there's thousands and thousands of players out there. So it has happened, but uh, hopefully it doesn't happen this year. Okay. What do we want to do today? I do have a few questions from the peeps. Okay. But then we also want to start our series of fixing every NFL team. Mm-hmm. which we're good enough to do. I don't know how to tell you guys. I don't know how to not sound cocky when we say this. <laughs> we could fix every team with one draft. And so we're going to go through and fix every darn team. Today we'll start with the NFC East because I think the Giants in the news uh, are the most interesting topic today. That The Giants are visiting pretty much every top quarterback. Yeah. And to me, they, that announces your intentions. Now, I don't know how consistently they draft from their visit list like I do with Dallas, but they're not lying. They're interested in these quarterbacks. The Giants are probably going to pick a quarterback. So the NFC East takes center stage today. Before we do that, uh, let's just pop a couple of questions. Most people said that I, they didn't want to ask questions. They just wanted you to read the beast. <laughs> like Just open it up and just start. I don't think we have enough time for that. Do you have... We'll get your full report on the 450th player at some point. Okay. The 450th. Do you know who it is off the top of your head? No. Uh, who number 450 is? Probably, oh, that's a good question. Uh, maybe a fullback from Stony Brook. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant in the draft guide. That's what we need to know about. Okay. Uh, let's see. Hold on. I lost my questions already. Golly, be a professional for crying out loud. Um... At Jay Otiker on Twitter, who are you and Dane's guys that you're higher on than most? Sometimes that's a tough question because I don't know who I'm higher than unless I read everybody else's right, stuff. Right. But you can get a general feel for it when you see other people's mock drafts and stuff. So my number one is probably Ronald Jones, the USC running back, especially after he pulled up on his 40 and... Then the entire world was like, you told me Ronald Jones was awesome and he's slow. And I was like, well, no, he hurt himself. Uh, and, yeah, and, and then he couldn't do it at the pro day either. He's hopefully he can do it before the draft, which... Eh, I hope not. Yeah. I'd like him to really drop like a rock. Just think like a stone. And I'll yeah, take well, you in the think, third round for I think Dallas. he is. I mean, there's this is a, a stacked running back class. And I think there's a good chance we see uh, Saquon Barkley, obviously, number one. But then Darius Geist, the second running back off the board... And then that third running back off the board, there's I don't know, there won't be a consensus. I, I think Ronald Jones has an excellent shot. He should be the third back off the board. But Sony Michelle's in that mix. Uh, Rashad Penny is in that mix. Do not count out some of those senior backs. Nick Chubb, uh, all those guys uh, are in contention to be that third back off the board probably in the early second round. Uh, Michael Gallup, of course, is somebody I'm higher on than most because everybody hates him. Just a lot of haters out there. A lot of hating going on. He fin- he came in at 59 overall on my my book. Uh, I'll let you know if that qualifies as hating okay. later. I don't know. That's borderline hating. I, I feel that's like right that's right around hating. Pretty good. That's right around hating. That, that's second round, I mean. Well, you know. You want me top 20? Uh, yeah. Come yeah, on. right around there. Top 20, top 25. Duke Ejiofor. How do you say his name? Is that right? Ejiofor, yeah. Ejiofor. Uh, the Wake Forest defensive end I'm higher on than Well, that's most. another guy who 
we're not going to see it all this pre-draft process. He had surgery on uh, his shoulders uh, pretty shortly after the season. And shoulders. So, uh, no, sorry, singular shoulder. Okay, because uh, I'm going to have to drop him. Yeah, uh, just one. Uh, but it's something he played with his entire senior year at Wake and had to get taken care of, so we didn't get a chance to see him uh, throughout this process at all, and we won't get this chance to see him. He wants to be healthy for training camp, uh, so you got the surgery done before or right after the season uh, ended. Uh, so we don't have official measure, or we don't have official times on him. Uh, we didn't get a chance to see him at the Senior Bowl or anything like that, but uh, I agree with you. He's... Uh, He's a really good player, and he's going to be a good value for someone probably in that early third round area. Yeah. I, I, someone's going to get a, a discount sticker uh, on, on an edge of forehead, a nice career. Who are some of your guys that you're higher on than most? Because I feel like I could go through 10 of them, but that's just, that's that would take a lot of time. I, I think, I mean, we start DJ Moore. Uh, he's a guy I've been on. He's He's been my guy for a while, and he finished at number 14 overall in my book. So um, I I think that's higher than a lot of people have him. Where did Ridley finish? Eleven. Okay. So right. they're Ridley's the top receiver in this draft, but DJ Moore nipping on his heels pretty closely. Um, who else from my guy? Anthony Miller. I think I like him more than most. I, he uh, by the way he ran yesterday. First chance we got to see him after he broke his foot in the bowl game. Um, he ran really well. Four fours had a thirty nine inch vert. Uh, I mean, numbers that you would expect based on the tape. I, he's uh, he he belongs as a borderline first round talent. I don't think he's even go that high, but he should. So he's came in at number thirty. He can go at fifty. That'll be fine. I think Cowboy fans would be happy with that. Mm-hmm. This uh, Nathan Shepard uh, from Fort Hayes State, the defensive tackle. He's interchangeable. You want him at the three technique, he can do that. You want a nose, he can do that. He could play the five. He could do everything you want. So he's gonna be scheme diverse, even odd fronts. Uh, power, quickness, nice blend. He's a little bit older, a little bit of a journey to take uh, that he had to, to get to this point. But he's a really good player. Give me, uh, uh, give me Nathan Shepard, who did come in at number fifty overall. Okay, and look, the Cowboys did take a long look at him. Uh, did work him out, so you never know. I'm gonna throw one more in because I just wrote a scouting report on him recently. Darius Leonard, the linebacker from mm. South Carolina State. I like that dude. Yeah. He, uh, he made my top 100 at 100. Oh, really? Uh, see, that's Hayton. Yeah, it's Hayton. Yeah, because okay. you're going to have, what, 90-something picked in the first three, so 100 would put you at the very beginning of fourth. That's Hayton. He should go in the third. 100 is the last pick of the third round with, oh, the, see, comp, that, with the comp picks. You're Hayton. He shouldn't be the last pick of the third round. He should get picked like 20 spots before that. So that's Hayton. Yep, that qualifies. Okay, so qualifies you, you think he's a mid-third? Early to mid-third. Okay. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like him too. The linebackers are getting different these days. You start watching them, and I feel like a lot of times you're watching tape and what everybody's going to post when people post their giffy jiffy me 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 memes. It's like, look at him fly to the sideline and tackle the running back. And I'm like, that's cool. Show me the uh, 60% of snaps where he needs to cover. Right. And I think Leonard looks pretty good in that role. So he I like does. He's, I think he gets exposed in space a little bit. Um, I mean, there are times I, I saw him. Plenty of times I saw him miss uh, in space, but I, I, he's a good athlete. And he's a good-sized player, 6'2", 234 pounds, and he's really productive. Uh, you know, Javon Hargrave was the MEAC Defensive Player of the Year two two years in a row. He handed that baton to Darius Leonard, who was then the uh, defensive player in that conference the, the last two years. So uh, Darius Leonard, I, I'm with you. He's a good player. He's... He came in at number nine on my linebacker rankings. That's the Midwestern Eastern Athletic Conference, the MEAC. That sounds right. Is that give or take close enough? 
All right, I'm good on that. Let's see. What else did we have here? Somebody wanted us to have the Leighton Vander Esch fight because I'm not a big fan. And I don't know if you're a huge fan. I would say you've come around and you I, like yeah. him a little bit. Uh, he came in. He's 26 overall on my board. Wow. Um, yeah, he's so, like 60 on mine. I, I, when I, 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 my first time I went, my first exposure to him, I watched the tape and I, I wasn't blown away. I came away thinking, eh, this looks like a third round player. Then I went back and I watched the second half of the year and seeing his progression from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, it's night and day. I mean, you finish with the Oregon game and the bowl game. He was fantastic. Blah. He's an ascending player. All right, he's getting better and better with every game, and he'll continue to get better uh, in the NFL, in my opinion. And so w- and that's the biggest issue with, with players. That's the toughest part of being a, an evaluator is figuring out where a player is on his football timeline. If, and if you think he's at the beginning of his timeline, meaning he still has a lot of room to get better and he will improve, well, that's the, you, then you push him up a little bit because you see that high ceiling. And that's what I see with Vanderush. I see a guy with a high ceiling, uh, a guy who's big, he's athletic, and he has a production. I, I don't understand where the Bobby Carpenter comparisons come from. I think he tested like him. So you just find somebody who he tested like and that wasn't good, and that's and easy. Vanderush also had like three times as many tackles. Uh, I think Bobby Carpenter had like 50 his senior year at Ohio State. Uh, Vanderush had 140 something, was top five in the FBS. He's really productive. Um, he can cover. He's a three-down player, uh, and again, he's an ascending player. He's getting better and better. He's a first-round talent all day, absolutely. And it's funny. I was on a Eagles Blah. podcast last night, and they were talking about the Cowboys and some NFC East stuff. And uh, they asked me what I thought would happen at number nineteen for the Cowboys, and I said, "Leighton Vanderesh is Stop in the it. mix." And the Eagles' response, oh, God, I hope not. I hope not. That, no, you that, hope so. That is one player I do not want to see in Philly. or I don't, From Philly's perspective, it's one player I don't want to see in Dallas. And I agree. I mean, that's a player you don't want to see in your division because he's gonna he's good right now, and he's going to continue to get better. Blech. Um, Sorry. If we, didn't, if we didn't disagree on some of these players, it wouldn't be any fun. He's the only one that this, he's going to get my – I'm going to shoot all my credibility at. Uh, I'm going to lose all of it this year when he turns out to be awesome. Because he's the one guy that everybody's kind of high on that I just didn't see it. And I'm like, whatever. I don't see it. Good luck. Well, I mean, I do have Rashawn Evans a spot ahead of him. Really? Top. Uh, we have uh, starting with uh, Roquan at 7 overall. Then we have Tremaine Edmonds 15 overall. Rashawn Evans 25. And Leighton Vanderesh 26. Oh, so you are hating on Vanderesh. Oh, sitting, I'm, I'm hating on him. I love him. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. That's what you're supposed to do these days. You call people a hater. That's true. That's, that how, this, what you're supposed that's to do. how this stuff works. Uh, okay, let's begin our series of fixing all the NFL teams in the world. One division at a time on Trust the Tape. Today, we shall start with the NFC East. Do you want to sort of, uh, I don't have a list pulled up, and I know you're really smart, so you can handle... Picking your first NFC East team and talk about the dra- their needs. The draft order. Okay, so the uh, so, Giants are number two overall. Yeah, and they, I mean the Browns or the Giants, the two most fascinating teams in this draft at the top. Uh, we think we know what the Browns are going to do at number one. Um, not maybe not the player, but we know they're going to take a quarterback. The Giants are number two. I think we feel good that a quarterback's going number two overall. Yes, because now that we've seen that, uh, I believe official pre-draft visitors to the Giants include Rosen, Darnold, 
Mayfield and Allen. But even if even if the Giants don't pick there, then they, I, they should bail. Them. Right. So we, I know that there are people talking about Saquon Barkley at two or Chubb for the haul that I can get for that right. pick. I couldn't imagine just making. Now I tell you what, if you love Bradley Chubb, you can turn down whatever haul you want. If you're going to say, listen, it's an end, it's a pass rusher, yeah. incredibly important. We don't know when we'll have another shot at a guy like this. You could stay for that. You can't stay for Saquon Barkley. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I mean, Dave Gettleman drafted a running back in the top 10 last year with Christian McCaffrey. Saquon Barkley, this situation, it's just a little different. I mean, as good as Barkley is. and The player's worth it. The position's not. and Not for the haul, just because of what the return would be. Whatever well, the return that's would be, the thing. If you the, could end up with Darius Geis and two ones. If they didn't have any trade offers, right. then I'd be okay with Saquon Barkley. Yeah. yeah. But if Buffalo is offering their two first-round picks this year plus either a first rounder next year or a second rounder pick, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I agree. You're going down the t- you can, at number 12, you can take, uh, say you want a pass rusher there, you can take Harold Landry, Marcus Davenport. With pick number 22, you can take Darius Geis. And all of a sudden, you know you, you feel good about uh, the two players you get as opposed to the one player. Plus, you should get another pick in that haul. So I think we feel good at a quarterback's going number two overall. It just comes down to the Giants and... Uh, what do they really believe with Eli Manning? And do they see a quarterback in this draft worthy uh, of a pick that high and worthy of uh, sitting behind Eli Manning for a few years to be uh, the future of the franchise? And I think, okay, so let's just say for hypothetical, Dan Darnold goes one. Who do you think they're looking at at number two? You think Josh Allen? You think I, I Rosen? I hope it's Josh Rosen. The Allen thing, like, I get it. Everybody beats up on Josh Allen, and there's no need for that. He's just a kid. All he's doing is going trying to play football. He's not nearly as bad as a lot of people say. Right. It's just, if, we're, if you're going to say, without even offering any opinion, just be totally honest about Josh Allen, what you would say is, yes, there's appeal. Because mm-hmm. there's a great athlete with probably better raw tools than anyone else in the draft. Sure, there's appeal. Now, If you want to look at him from a statistical standpoint and say, when you take someone whose career looks like this, the odds of it working out are very, very, very low. Mm -hmm. So that's your facts. That the clay to mold and hope that he can be incredible, his ceiling is incredibly high. The odds of him hitting based on history are incredibly low. That's why in the top five, I'm like, wow, that takes cojones. The devil's advocate point to that is. Well, you know, look at a guy like Carson Wentz, who, you know, when's the last time, you know, we saw a quarterback from the FCS go that high, a guy that only played a year and a half because he missed half his senior season with an injury. Uh, And I mean, I know he was, he was good when he was on the field. There's no question, but uh, you know, he goes to the senior bowl, does well. And so did Josh Allen. You look at Josh Allen, his trajectory coming from Juco, going to Wyoming, where I don't. It's not an excuse. There was a drop off in talent this year for him. Is his supporting cast? That's not. But an he excuse. was statistically bad two years ago when yeah. he had better. No, it, yeah, but c- knowing that he was coming from JUCO and how young he was, and because you know we're talking about his redshirt sophomore season, um, you know, it's just it, it's he's going to get better, and I think the the big debate is how much better will he be? Because uh, if he does turn out to be, say, a uh, 65% completion percentage thrower in the NFL, that would buck the trend. That would go against For everything sure. we know. And so, is it possible? Sure. Does it go against uh, what we've seen in, with certain trends and certain statistics from the college level? Absolutely. But when you take into context, 
where he's coming from, the conference, his supporting cast, everything around him, uh, it does muddy the waters a little bit. It makes it a little, it makes it tough. And so, like for my in my guide, Josh Allen came in at number thirty overall. That's I, I kind of look at it like, okay, where would I feel comfortable taking a chance on Josh Allen and his talent that it actually comes out, you know, comes to fruition. And for me, thirty overall, some point in the late first round, that's where I would feel comfortable taking that chance. Okay, so let's do fixing the Giants, and we'll have to do it uh, two different ways here. One would be if they stay. And then let's run through, what, three or four rounds of what are their needs, the direction you would go if the guys are available, yada, yada, yada. Okay. I will say in the first round, if I'm fixing the Giants, uh, I'm not going to help fix you this year because in the first round, if you stay at two, I would take Josh Rosen. I, you, I think you should, they need to take a quarterback. Right. Uh, you don't expect to be picking top five very often if you're the Giants. And so... Uh, take your chance now while you have have an opportunity to get the quarterback of the future. Um, I would agree with you. Josh Rosen is the direction I would go um, at, at number two. Uh, I don't know if that's the direction that the Giants would go, but let's let's say Rosen is their pick. Okay, second round for the Giants. Uh, and are their picks wonky, or are they kind of where they're supposed to be each round? We'll assume they're where they're supposed to be each round. In the second round, if you're the Giants... Pretty darn important to overhaul that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, they started to do it in free agency, right? Who did they? Who did they add? Um, Patriots tackle. Okay, uh, okay, Nate yeah, Solder. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they added Solder. So you have a tackle. You might keep trying Eric Flowers. They lost Richburg, right? Lost Richburg. Lost what? Fluker. Um, so, so that second round, if the pick lines up right, and it could, I tell tell me if I'm being ambitious here. How about Will Hernandez? To play guard in the second round for the Giants. If they can get him in the second round, absolutely. Early two, you think he, you I, think he gets there? I don't think he gets there. Will okay. Hernandez is a first round pick. Um, I think I don't think he gets past. I think there's, he's going to go somewhere in the twenties. Uh, and say at worst, you think the Quint- Vikings? Do you think Quentin Nelson, Isaiah Wynn, James Daniels, and Hernandez go in the first round? Yeah, I think so. Those okay. are the top four offensive linemen four. in this draft. Okay, okay. In my opinion, Price, the Ohio State guy. Yeah, that wouldn't be. And again, you're talking about a first round player uh, who, with a discount sticker because of the slight tear in his pec muscle uh, at the combine from Connor Williams doing the bench press. Yeah, that makes some sense too. Because again, the, uh, part of the appeal with Connor Williams is you can play him at guard. Uh, he probably play him at, uh, at center. He was worked out there at his pro day, um, but can also play outside of tackle. So uh, I, 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 that makes some sense. The only other thing I would think of at that spot because it's something that I think they still really need as a running back. But if you go quarterback running back on a team that can't block, yeah. that's just weird priorities. Now, if it lines up that way and the guys are gone, you don't reach and grab Eric Flowers because it's the right position. So, I don't know. You think Connor Williams, you think that's realistic? Yeah, let's early go with two? that. Let's go with Connor okay. Williams, early second round. All right, so they're Rosen, and Connor I, Williams. I like what you're thinking with the running back. I mean... Uh, I don't know. Are they going to go offense three uh, three rounds in a row? I don't know, but let's just say they do. Because I think running back, they need to get that identity back. Um, and okay, you're helping your, out your quarterback Eli and the future quarterback with offensive line. But you help them out with a run game. Uh, and in the third round, how about your guy? I, I mean, this is I'm not basing it off of the way either one of us has ranked players, but just everybody else's shots in the dark at mocks. I don't see a lot of carry on Johnson in the first two rounds. Yeah. 
Did you get carry on Johnson at the top <laughs> three? If he's there, absolutely. I mean, that'd be a, a ideal fit for them. I like, I like that fit a lot. Uh, Carry on Johnson is one of the toughest running backs I've ever evaluated. Just physically tough, doesn't come off the field. Uh, he can help you out on third down. Uh, outstanding patience, uh, ability to accelerate through the hole, um, an every down player. So, Carry on Johnson in the uh, early third round for the Giants would be an outstanding pick. Okay. Any other ideas there for them? Because uh, I'm about done with them. Yeah. I mean, they need some help in the secondary. Uh, they need more pass rush, obviously, after getting rid of uh, Jason Pierre Paul. So once you get into the third round, wind up and take a big old swing on Josh Sweat. Well, and yeah, <laughs> just draft the athlete. The, you know they're probably going to be more of a three-four team next year. Probably more. Uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll probably run a lot of both. So maybe get, get you a, some Nuosu there in the third yeah, round. Nuosu, maybe Kimoko Ture, who's he's a local guy from uh, from the state of New York. You, you never know; that might be a good fit. Okay, so. That's three rounds. I think that's good enough for you giant fans. Philadelphia Eagles. Wait, hold on. We're doing draft order. So yep. Washington. It'd be the Washington Redskins. Uh, where do they pick? Like 13? Yep. Give or take? 13? A 13. You have a list of their needs pulled up? Because I know what I think I would do if I were Washington, but it's just because as a team builder, I like the idea of having something that I can point at and then the rest of the league points at and goes, oh my God. So I like the idea of Vita Vea in Washington next to Jonathan Allen and watching other teams' offensive lines be like, what are we doing? This isn't fun. I think you could argue that that would be the team's top need. Uh, You get that big nose tackle in the middle of the defensive line. Uh, They need help at every level of the defense. Uh, Defensive line, linebackers, and then at corner in the secondary. But yeah, that makes some sense to get that big uh, anchor in the middle of the defensive line. A guy When you have to face... uh, you know, and in a division that has Ezekiel Elliott and some of the backs in that division, yeah, I, I plug it up in the middle. Uh, you know, you're going up against Zach Martin and Travis Frederick. Vita Vea would make some sense at 13. Who else would you consider for Washington at 13? Uh, like I mentioned, they need help at every level of the defense. Roquan Smith um, would make a lot of sense. Uh, I, a guy that, again, we talk about the running games in that division. Roquan Smith uh, meeting Zeke in the hole it would be fun to watch just from a general NFL standpoint. So I think uh, that would be fun to see. And then corner, uh, you know, they lose Kendall Fuller, trade to the Chiefs. Uh, Brashad Breeland probably not coming back. So corner, you know, especially with his medical stuff. So with corner being an option, uh, you know, probably the first two are off the board with Minka Fitzpatrick and Denzel Ward, Jair Alexander, Mike Hughes, Josh Jackson. I think all three of those could be in the mix. Ooh, I somehow accidentally deleted Jair Alexander off my board. Hold on, I have to can't do that. I sometimes I move guys. Oh no, I didn't. He's right there. Oh, okay. It's just Alzheimer's. No big deal. Uh, second round for Washington. We're gonna say they took Vita Vea. Is that our pick? Yeah, let's go with Vita. Because Roquan might be gone. Okay, and then in the second round, who's there at corner in the second round when they pick Carlton, Carlton Davis? Davis. Boom. Look at there that. you go. We're on the same page. Uh, Auburn, big, physical, long corner, a guy that uh, has all the ingredients. He just needs to put it together to be uh, a more sophisticated corner uh, in coverage, you know, where he's not going to be drawing penalties. He's not going to uh, give up spacing because it's all there. Uh, the athleticism, the length, uh, the physical nature. He was a your classic wide receiver who couldn't catch in high school. So they moved him to corner and he kind of blossomed there. 
Uh, he's a really talented guy who has a chance to be really good if he puts it all together. It's a little bit of a big if, but that's why you know we're talking about a second-round pick and not a first-round pick here. That'd be a, a good mix uh, for uh, for Washington there. Okay, so now with Washington, we get to the third round. Are we going to treat him like the Giants and go three times on one side of the ball, or do we mix in some offense? Well, what direction we want to go in offense? I mean, they what is they what's could their go, wide receiver situation in Washington? They just gave a lot of money to uh, Seahawks wide receiver. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and they're going to pay. Uh, are they and they're going to uh, have Doxson ready? They're to still rock, hopeful right? for Doxson. They could go running back. Although, I mean, I still think they have. You know, they believe in Samaj P. Ryan, um, but running back's an option there. Uh, offensive line can always use more help. I, you never know with quarterback. I mean, Alex Smith is their guy. That's who they've they traded for. They committed to financially. Uh, but if they drafted a quarterback at some point, it wouldn't be a surprise. But they also need more help with linebacker. So uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we see them go one, two, three, all defense. That's definitely possible. Who do you want to give them? Josie? Malik uh, Jefferson? Malik Jefferson. How about that? You know, Malik Jefferson's a player who all the athleticism is there. The physical nature is there. You just need simplified reads. You need a guy, you know, think less, run more, because that, that's what he does best. Uh, and so the instincts are a little bit all over the map. Guess tends to guess a lot. But, again, you you create those simplified reads for him, and, you know, you might have something. Uh, let's see. Philadelphia would be last in the NFC East. So let's go Dallas Cowboys. Hold on. I need to type in my picks here so that I can tease people on the Internet. The Giants went Rosen in the first. Second round was offense too. Who do we go? Williams. Who was it? Connor Williams. Connor Williams. And in the third, we gave them Carry on Johnson. Carry on Johnson. Well, that's a good draft, Giants. Pretty good draft. Uh, let's see. Vita Vea to Washington in the first. Carlton Davis in the second. Malik Jefferson in the I tell you what, we fixed we we helped both of those teams. All right, the Dallas Cowboys. We're about to screw the Cowboys up now. Oh no, we're not gonna screw the Cowboys up. All right, Dallas. so Van Der Esch won, obviously. We're, I'm not. Uh, we're, uh, second we're, round. So here's the best part about this podcast is that nobody's known this until this moment. We both get one veto in each <laughs> podcast, and I have now used my veto. So we're going to have to figure out who we're picking when we don't take Leighton Van Der Esch. All right, well, it's obviously not Vita Vea since we just had him going 13. Yep, he's uh, out of there. For realistic purposes, Roquan Smith off the board, Derwin James off the board. How about I give you a list of names, okay, so and then we figure it out. Here's my list of names. Harold Landry. Mm-hmm. Maurice Hurst, assuming that his heart is a heart. I think it is. It's ticking. Uh, Isaiah Wynn. Mike McGlinchey. We're going to throw some offensive linemen in the mix. James Daniels. Okay, so we got two defensive linemen. We got those guys. Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore. Mm. We got a couple receivers. We got some blocking. We got a defensive end. We got a defensive tackle. Sound about right? Because I vetoed Van Der Esch. Yeah, that's, you can take Rashawn, Rashawn Evans. Evans. You could throw him in if he you want. He was a top 30 visit. Um, I'm going to have fun and just go with DJ Moore. Okay. I'm going to pick a Z. Ridley would be a good Z, too. Either way. Let's, uh, let's, let's say let's say Ridley's gone. Yeah, let's see Ridley's off the board. Um, I would take Isaiah Wynn because I'm trying to fix everything. What you want to do is have the best line ever put together. Do you have the a, quarterback you, was really good with a line and he was awful without one? Do you think it's pretty clearly Wynn than Hernandez for you? For me, it is. Yeah. Yes. 
Like there will probably be ten players between them for me. Okay, I have a back to back on mine. Um, God, what a coward! Never would have thought the guy putting together the beast would be such a coward. How's that? What's it? What's well, cowardice hedge. about that? It's a hedge. You're no, not, I, you know the tags were touching. When I'm, yeah, but I still Isaiah wins better. They're okay. not. They're unequal. Isaiah win is okay. one spot ahead of Will Hernandez. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, see, I, I would, I would agree with, I mean, DJ Moore is where I would want to go. Um, I don't want to draft, which will be the ninth there. receiver on their roster. Yeah. Would I, you draft DJ Moore? Is that the end of Des Bryant? Uh, and potentially could be a, a June 1st cut, but I mean, me, if I'm running that team, no, I, I don't know. I mean, you give Des Bryant one more year, Alan Hearns is he's a two year contract. You still need to worry about the future of that, uh, position on the roster. You're just kicking off like Noah Brown and Ryan Switzer and moving on with your day? Yeah. Sorry Plus, about last year's draft? And, well, and the other guy they just signed? Yeah, Thompson. Like, yeah. hey, sorry, I know we just signed you, but you can go home now. Just take I, your I mean, I would try you. and figure out a way to get rid of Terrence Williams. I don't know if it's possible, but... If you could you could trade him, and my trade idea is very, like, basketball-ish, where you give somebody something to take on your money. Right. The trade would be, I'm going to give you Terrence Williams and a six... For a seven, just take his salary from me. Right, I'm begging you. I don't know if that'd be enough, but yeah, I gave them the better pick. It would still, I don't know if it'd be enough to take on that salary. Oh. Um, what if? Uh, would you move back two spots in the first round to get rid of that contract? I have to know who's on the board. You know how this works. Okay, if there's three just, guys I like, okay, and I know I'm still gonna get one. Okay. Let's, who's, on, who's still on the board? Let's it, say DJ Moore, Isaiah Wynn, and Rashawn Evans are the three top three players on your board. I don't want to have to take Rashawn Evans at 21. Uh, no, I won't do it. Nope, okay. I won't do it. Harold Landry or DJ Moore? That's who we're going to pick for him. See, and I, I like Harold Landry a lot. I think he'd be absolutely worthy of that pick. It just is it realistic for this team? This team, he's a top 30 visit. Uh, the Cowboys have done a lot of work on Harold Landry, but if you're not, not taking T.J. Watt last but year... T.J. Watt didn't put his hand on the ground, and Landry does. And Watt's a lot bigger. I know, but that was their weird excuse. Yeah, that's was so We terrible. haven't seen his hand on the ground. That's I've awful. seen Harold Landry's. Um, you can take him. You can take him. On my board, overall... Uh, Landry's going to be ahead of more, isn't he? By one spot. Landry's oh. thir- 13, D.J. Moore 14. Okay. So, I mean, I've got him... Um, I've got him right there. Okay, now if that's the case, now we're in the war room. If mm-hmm. that's the case, we got our tags touching up here. I'm going to be Will McClay, and you can be Chris Hall. Okay, we're gonna because we want to be the guy. Like we don't want Jerry and Steven Open talking. We want the guys who know the right. players. Uh, I'm gonna say, all right, about equal. We could use either position. We don't need either position, but we could use them both. My drop-off from Harold Landry to what I'm going to get in the next round is bigger than my drop-off from DJ Moore to what I'm going to get at receiver. That's fair point. Absolutely. And I think that when you talk about the importance of the position, defensive end is much more important than wide receiver. Uh, I'd with like the makeup to have of the DJ team. Moore, though. So would I. Uh, I'd like to have the next Steve Smith on my roster. Which one do you want? Make your pick. This is your pick. Oh, I'd use really? my veto. You make the pick. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I have to trust my board. I mean, I got to trust it. And Who was higher? Harold Andrews, thirteen. DJ okay. Moore, fourteen. So Landry is the Cowboys' first round pick. We, we get the get the pass rusher. Who you know? I mean, you're gonna find ways to get him, Taco, and 
uh, Tank Lawrence, uh, equal, or not equal snaps, but get them all, at least two of them are on the field almost at all times, chance to get after the quarterback. Second round for the Dallas Cowboys. We want to look at linebackers. We want to look at receivers. We want to look at potentially a starting left guard or right tackle. You could move Lyle Collins. So the names, Tyrell Crosby. I don't know if you like him. I like uh, the Oregon tackle. I like him a lot. Okay. He came in at number 46 on the board. Okay. Uh, Austin Corbett. Nevada. As yep. a potential left guard. Good player. Who are you considering at linebacker at 50? It's a weird spot for me because I want whoever I'm going to pick at 50, I want him at 81. And I don't know if I can have him. Whether it's Josie Jewell or Darius Leonard. Fred Warner from BYU and Josie Jewell. Those would be my next two linebackers, and neither will be there at 81, I think. Right. So I I think both have to be in consideration for you at 50. And then at wide receiver. How about a big guy? What about Deidre Sinat? We consider him at 50? Nathan Shepard at 50? But I think I feel good about the... Nose tackles, I can get in the third. Okay. Uh, wide receiver. Anthony we're looking Miller. At in the second round. Oh, well, okay, we're done here. That's fine. I'll take Anthony Miller. Boom. I like it. I like Gallup, too. Yeah. Don't worry, Anthony Michael. Uh, your name will be in there anytime we bring up picking a receiver. I like Michael Gallup, too. Anthony Miller, second round, done. Third round for the Cowboys. Uh, we can still use a nose. We could definitely use a linebacker. Yep. Um, heck, let's. I think this is where they start to look at tight end too. Okay. Um, so How many are going to be available? Because I give you my tight end order. It's Hayden Hurst, Dallas Goddard, gone, Mike Gesicki, gone, gone, Mark Andrews. Man. This is going to be your Ian Thomas pick. Uh, that's I who know I what would. You're doing. He should be there. Yes. I know what you're doing. Um, but let's say they go linebacker, and let's say a guy we just talked about, Darius Leonard. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's who I would want. I would, Third I would take round. that. I would take that, and I would be happy with that. That's good. a nice so, guy to split time between Lee, Jalen Smith, and Darius Leonard. And that's okay. He's your he's the future of your middle linebacker position. Jalen's going to be the strong, strong slash pass rusher. Sean Lee's your weak, and you're you're set. You're good. Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, so what we do the Cowboys? Who are the top three? Harold Landry. Harold Landry. Anthony Miller. Darius Leonard. We should be running that team. Dude, we if we run. could do... I hate to burst everybody's bubble if you're out there listening. If we'd been picking for this team the last five years, they'd be winning Super Bowl. That's for, that's true. We tried. It's true. We've been trying. We're All right. Just trying Philly. again here. Philadelphia. Uh, give me their needs. I know everybody's talking about a tackle, but you can't go too high, can you, with Jason Peters? He's still alive. He's, He's still dead. alive, but coming off major uh, major injury. But are you going to use a one? Getting up there. Well, this is the beauty of picking 32 in the draft is you, you, you have the luxury of taking pretty much any position you want. And, you know, who's going to fall to you? Uh, you know, if a Mike McGlinchey falls to you, Guy, you can plug in at guard. He can play both sides uh, of the offensive line: you, left you, tackle, right you tackle. You put McGlinchey's big old self at guard. Absolutely, that, tall man. He's his strength is run blocking, and I, okay, I, I feel comfortable with him because uh, he, he can ain't drop. gonna make it to thirty-two because he's my uh, top tackle. Uh, I would agree with you. I'm just saying that's if you're picking thirty-two, right? Someone's whatever. gonna fall to you, right? You know, and it, it could be DJ Moore, it could be Mike McGlinchey. Um. So I think, yeah, offensive line is an area they'll look at. Uh, wide receiver. 
uh, linebacker and I think running back. I don't know if they'll take. I don't think they'll take one in the first round. But running back, Jay Ajayi's last year of his contract. They're worried about the knee long term. I doubt they sign him to an extension. Running back is uh, at some point this draft. I bet they uh, they'll look at. So first round, who are we looking at? Um, you said linebacker. Linebacker, yeah, that's an area they could address. Rashawn Evans? Yeah. That would be a good pick. Vander Ish? I don't think he'll be there. Okay, give me another position. Uh, Wide receiver? I'll say Ridley's gone. Mm-hmm. Moore's gone. I don't know. Would they consider Sutton? Or... I think too much like Jeffrey. Okay, so we want Alishon. a Z or a burner. DJ Chark at 32? Oof. It's high. Yeah. Definitely high. That's kind of how the draft goes. Yeah, that is how the draft goes. And I, it would not shock me at all if DJ Chark's a first-round pick because of, again, you can be a one-trick pony. It's okay if you're really good at that one trick. I'm struggling with the Eagles. They're good. Well, and that's the beauty of, I mean, they could go, there's, what's the strength of that team? Defensive line? For sure. And they could go defensive line. Because, again, you just won the Super Bowl. You don't have to address your top need. You could go uh, and, you know, find someone that's, you know, the best player on the board, whoever that might be. So if, you know, Deron Payne is there, I mean, I doubt they go that direction, but they could go best player available uh, regardless. But let's say, I don't know, Rashawn Evans. That's I think is realistic, plus kind of fits with uh, – what they could use on defense. Okay, and then in the second round, we looking at an offensive tackle. We looking at a corner. Um, let's look at Philadelphia. Let's see. We're plugging in Rashawn Evans, linebacker. Bam, and that's about the right spot for him. I think mm-hmm. it's about the right spot. But yeah, I have their needs as tackle, linebacker, corner as the top three. Is that fair? Yeah. I don't know if corners as much of You're just saying they need. don't have a need because they're awesome? Well, it, it is t- kind of tough to find glaring needs on that roster right now. Um, Second round tackle, Tyrell Crosby? Okay. I like it. You good with that? I'm good with that. Okay. Third round for the Eagles. You got your new tackle to replace Peters. You got Rashawn Evans. You get to the third round. About a running back. Who else do you have in that range? You got to assume what Barkley's gone, Geis is gone, Ronald Jones is gone. Where we've already given Carry on Johnson to someone, so they can't have him. Sony Michelle's gone. Rashad Penny's gone. My next guy is Naheem Hines. Yeah, and he's probably too much like he's a little guy. Humphrey, not, who they took last year. Yeah. Um, Who's your full size runner? Because my other one I got there is John Kelly, Tennessee. I say Kelly or Royce Freeman. Who you want to give him? You can give him two ducks, a couple of ducks, huh? I'll be Kelly. I'll be good with that. John Kelly? Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about that draft for them? Evans, Crosby, Kelly. Don't hate it. Don't love it. Yeah. I mean, it's... We gave them the worst draft. Of the division. But they deserve that. Yes. Yeah. They, they got a sparkly thing on their fingers, so it's okay. Yeah, they're doing fine. All right. Anything else we want to do today, Dane? Because I'm done. All right, we're good. We're set. We'll, uh, who are we going to do next week? What division? Different Move division. To- we'll put up a poll. <laughs> oh, different division? Thanks. We'll put up a poll. Just okay. give us a five-star review and comment in the comment section on the iTunes page on what division you want next. Uh, that's the only way we're going to do the division you want is if you leave that comment and a five-star review. Only five. That's the rules. 
Uh, most important thing today, though, the beast is out. Go get the guide. Dane Brugler's draft guide. Check at DP Brugler on Twitter. It's pinned right there at the You top. won't be disappointed, I promise. Order that bad boy, and you will be so much smarter about the draft. That'll do it. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. That's Dane Brugler. We'll talk to you next week on Trust the Tape. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 